0: You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, we're gonna talk about money. I know you like it when I talk about money. (laughs) It inspires you to make more money. So we're going to talk about money again. Um, And so we're going to talk about money in a different way. We're going to talk about it from the root of behaviors and how we act and who we are and our personalities actually change the way we deal with money. And I've definitely noticed this as a risk taker myself. So I'm going to talk a bit about that. We'll talk about profit first and we are going to see what else comes up. So to have this conversation with me, as always, I bring along a specialist in the subject. So I have um, Jessme Walker here. She is a finance behavioral specialist and has been doing this for years. So welcome to the podcast, Jessme. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No worries. Tell us a bit about this. When we think about money, especially if we haven't had very much of it, we don't often think that our behavior can impact how much money we have and what we do with that money. But actually, it can, can't it? Tell us
1: how. Yeah, massively. So I'm I'm a financial advisor, chartered financial advisor, and I really struggled with getting different clients to do what I wanted them to, you know, Here's the logical, here's the, you should save this much. You should put this in your pension. Here's all the tax planning. And it's taken a while, but it's got me to the point where it's like, actually, your personality type, so your, you know, those profile testings, the Myers-Briggs, the Insight, the DISC profiles, you know, they throw up a different type of, of person, and each of those different people behaves differently. So from DISC profiling, the yellow and reds are very decisive. We think we're decisive. I'm one of those. Everyone else thinks we're impulsive. Probably. That's true, actually, because I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you much more, much happier to take a risk and much happier to make a decision and let it happen. If you're a blue, particularly the client compliance person, they need all the detail to understand why they're making the decision, to make the correct decision. And then they'll probably panic a lot about whether it is the right decision all the way through. Whereas you know, I've made the decision and moved on. I'm, I'm on something else. So those different uh, personality types really impact the way you behave around money. And, I, and for me as a financial advisor, we put in different strategies for those different types to help them
0: stick. That makes so much sense because we already know that selling to those different types is different you know like if we sell to a red or a yellow they just want to know what the end result is if we sell to somebody who's a blue they want to know like what modules there's going to be and what's going to be in there and how long it's going to take and all of that different detail and there's others as well there's there's greens there's a whole dual system around this and so it makes sense that actually not just in how they spend their money when it comes to courses and things like that but how they invest is going to be different
1: yeah, totally. I'm a yellow and I'm naturally that impulsive, you know, I move all the money around for my tax account and I move money to the savings account and all the sensible things that you should do. But if something comes along and I think, oh, I want to do that course, that thing, that buy that, whatever it is, I'll move the money back and just go and do it. And, yeah, and sometimes I worry about it. And sometimes I'll go, oh, damn, that was the tax bill. I now have to then rebuild that and there's a panic about it so the kind of strategy i put inside in place for myself my my tax account's in a completely different bank and i don't have the app on my phone and i can't see it it that's a good
0: idea because then you don't take it back and it's about working out strategies of how to manage your money dependent on the personality you have isn't it because i'm like you so we put a certain amount per year that i'm allowed to put into latest harebrained schemes or investments. Mm -hmm. So whether this is arbitrage trading, which actually has done me quite well so far, to cryptocurrency, to anything that I want to play with um, that's very high risk and see if it works, then I'm allowed to do it. And then Mm -hmm. there are are other things that my financial person um, who works with me in the company, she earmarks for things like pensions and won't let me play with (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so depending on the the kind of person you are and I think sometimes taking a risk isn't a bad thing you know, people yeah. often see it as a bad thing
1: but I think it's about balance it's about understanding who you are as well because so you and I have that little pot that we're allowed to play with because I do exactly that as well um, but so Vicky who works for me example is an is a absolute blue and if she can't see that money in the right place in the right pot as her safety net, it it makes her really anxious. So someone like her has to be able to see it because they're never going to touch it. You know, I use her as an example just because that's that's how she works. But it's it's just managing what you do. I mean, I have I have investment clients with pension money that I eighty percent of it is in something sensible, and we have a uh, one of the platforms we use has a separation tool that you can earmark a little chunk of money for them to go and. And, and, you know, whatever the latest conversation is of the latest fund that they think they want to follow, and off they go with that bit. Yeah. And I do the sensible bit with the rest of it. <laughs> no, <I can't laughs> like that. But it keeps everybody happy then. You know, they don't resent the fact they're putting money into boring stuff that they don't want anything to do with. Um, and we have a little bit of competition as to who's doing better on the investment front. Yeah,
0: just a, a little bit of a, a contest going on there. I have some clients, it has to be said, that have built up money quite quickly, like I did, um, because their business is going well and they haven't had money before. And so they're too scared to do anything with it. And so it sits in a bank account, which kills me because bank accounts are like some of the, the worst, mm-hmm. you know, performing investments that you can do. And yet people have 700 to 2 million sitting in a bank account doing nothing. Yeah. Um, and I try and tell them, you know, there are other things you can be doing with this, but they're worried that it will all just disappear because they haven't had money before. How do you work with people to kind of try and persuade them that it is safe to invest? Because I have a massive believer that your money should be making money for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that, that's a really interesting one. Because the number stays the same, you know, the 700,000 or the 2 million stays the same. They don't realize that it's actually going backwards because of inflation. Even inflation at low rates it's still eating into that money. And it, it is really hard And people go, oh my God, I'm going to lose everything. Um, so just a small bit, you know, with someone like that, I would say, okay, let, let's start with 40,000. Here, do your ICER each year, just start with a little bit. And then when they realize it's not as unsafe as it, as it is, and it's just education, it's, you know, this is what the stock market does, this is what to expect. It goes up and down. And when it goes down, it goes back up again, It you know. We lost thirty percent in COVID. You know, the stock market went down in in a two week period. It's one of the sharpest ones we've seen, and it it bounced back about six seven months later when we realized that we weren't all going to die suddenly, and and that was a really big deal. And it it just goes around and it's cyclical, isn't it? And um, and I
0: think whenever you do any kind of investing, I always think think long term. Because um, whatever it is, whether it is cryptocurrency or it's, you know, whatever it is, if we try and see a quick result that we're often disappointed, like most things. But if we just hold our nerve and leave things to go up and down and up and down a bit over a period of time, um, it will generally go up. Um, I've definitely seen this with property. Like I saw people last year going, oh, my God everything's going to go down, so I'm going to you know, sell my property now before it goes down, and it will go down for a bit, and then it will go up again. Yeah, um, it does. It just
1: goes around. And it's it, it's almost the education that that not so much the investing that's the difficult thing, it's the, okay, this is how you will feel. Your money will fall. You will feel terrified. You'll want to sell it. You will, And it's pre-arming and pre-educating clients with, you know, the, one of the biggest conversations I have is this is what's coming. It's going to be horrible you're going to want to sell everything and hide under the duvet. Don't. Come out from under the duvet, having squirreled down the back of the sofa and found any spare cash you have and buy it at that point. But that's terrifying. It's like, oh, what if I'm wrong? Oh, yeah, well, well, you won't be at some point. These are the same conversations
0: I have with people about business. You know, when they say, when there's a dip, like this year, the beginning of this year, everybody felt a bit of a dip in business yeah. because the cost of living crisis makes people panic for a while and then they realise nothing's actually ending and they start spending again and we come out of a recession. recession. Um, and we knew it was going to happen, so I said to everybody, you know, you are going to find people spend less for a bit. And some people are like, like, oh, my business isn't working, I'm stopping it. And sometimes you, it's just about staying in the game for a bit longer.
1: Like, And actually, actually, if you can put money into a recession or time and effort into your business in a recession – when the market turns around and comes back up, you're one of the few there that hasn't closed it down. And companies that or businesses that start in a recession or people that invest at that point, they're the ones that benefit the most because they get all the up, all the short-term upsell, and then the long-term
0: just steady growth as well. Absolutely, I'm a big believer in investing during the recession. We're growing um, as much as we ever have. Uh, during this one, because I completely understand that by putting money in now, marketing now, we're going to be in a really good position in a year or two's time. Um, And that's what it's all about. Let's talk about profit first. So a lot of people that start making money in their business don't really know how to keep that money. And I often have people say to me at the end of a month, well, I did make money. My revenue was this, but I don't seem to have any left to spend. And it's usually because they're not managing it well when they get it because they've never had to before and they don't really know how to. And no one really teaches us this stuff. Now, I learned profit first and so knew how to do that. But that book is complicated. Like I got like confused very quickly when I first started reading it. What is the basics of it?
1: So I read it, I read it full, full through the first time and kind of thought, well, that's a great idea, but I still don't know what to do. Um, And then I kind of thought, actually, do I need to do all of that stuff? So the basic principles are that you, every time money comes in, so an invoice comes in, um, either every time it comes in or at a regular once a week, once a month, depending on what your your amounts are, that you take a percentage. So for me and my business, we put 40% into the operating pot because we have quite high regulation and costs that go with that. 40% 40% into the operating cost, and that pays for the office, the insurance, the the, the operation stuff. All the things, yeah. yeah. Um, I put 30% into a tax account, and I put that in a different bank away from – so I use I use Starling for my main bank and use spaces in it. Um, I think a lot of them do that now, NatWest, Monza. Yeah, Tide do anything. that as well, I think. Yeah, all of them do that. So I set up four different spaces, um, operating, which takes 40% wages, Wages is a brutal one for me at the moment. That's about it's probably going to have to go up to 40% this year. And then the tax one will probably have to come down to 20. Um, and out of then, I, I do do it slightly differently because out of the operations one, at the so on the first of every month, I take half of what money is left in there and put it across in again into another bank because that's that's mine. That's the profit part of it, if you like. That's the bit that pays my pension. Pays any extra dividends, does, does it rewards me for running a business.
0: Yeah. Because, because otherwise, it's in the wages
1: pot along with everyone else's.
0: Yeah. People generally don't do that, do it that way. They pay everything else and everyone else and invest back into the business and then they've forgotten to pay themselves. Yeah. And you have a business so that you can pay yourself. <laughs> like it's really basic. <laughs>
1: If you ask, a, if you sit at a table with a bunch of entrepreneurs and say, who pays themselves what they would be earning if they worked for someone else? Probably two, maybe three out of the 10 will put their hand up and go, well, yeah, kind of. The others will fall off their chair laughing and go, don't be ridiculous and not even close. It's
0: funny, isn't it? Whereas I've always paid myself right from the beginning. I've much more than I would have paid myself in any other business because I think yeah. that's the reason I'm doing it.
1: Well, the principle is that if you so the profit first principle is that if you move money out of the main account, when you go and look at the main account, it looks like there's not anything in it, and you think shit, I've got to pay the bills, and so you go and do your do more, and it and it it shows like I think the stats show a kind of an uplift of about ten percent in your turnover <laughs> because your bank account goes through these empty phases, and when it goes through the empty phases, we all kind of go yeah. focus the mind, get on with this. And so you, you just do. But, yeah, it's really important, I think, to bench yourself against what, what you keep. I know we do it for flexibility and all those other things, but we do talk ourselves into excuses of why we do it, you know, yeah. so that I can have more time off. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't get more time off. I probably worked (laughs) harder doing this than I ever worked for someone else. Especially at the beginning. Like when
0: people first start businesses, you're obsessed by your business. You're working all the time. You're not having more time off. um, The first few years of my business, I definitely did not have more time off. I tell you that. It's better now. But Now I have a team, but it wasn't then. And I think as well, when it comes to thinking about your money and how you're going to spend your money in your business, it's really important to realize that you won't always have years where the profit is big. Um, People always say to me, oh, yeah, but it doesn't matter about the revenue. It matters about the profit. And I, I do agree to some extent. Profit is really important because there's no point having a business if there's no profit in it. But we go through times where we know we're investing in staff and business and platforms and this kind of thing. And so we know that the profit margin is going to be smaller on the basis that we're growing the business. Um, And then it goes up hugely, like the next year, for example. People often think that that's
1: a bad thing, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's like a staircase. You know, you go up, and everything then gets a bit unwieldy. You know, you you have a massive growth spurt, and everything gets a bit unwieldy, and you think, "Oh my god, it's out of control! I don't know what I'm doing." And then there's a consolidation, kind of a right. We need someone in that seat. We need to change the way that the way that this bit of software worked when we turned over one hundred thousand doesn't work when you turn over a million. You, you know, there are change steps, and there and I think I I think you have to think of it more like a staircase. That there's a I like that. Growth, 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 stop, consolidate, sort it out. Okay, ready to go again.
0: Yeah, and that's a better way of thinking of it. Like if you were to listen to people on the internet, it's constantly you have to be growing. You know, if you've made seven figures this year, you need to make eight figures next year. And it's ridiculous Like the way we're thinking about things online. And I always think it's really funny how we know that in the first year or so, even more than that sometimes of business, we might barely break even. and yet online, if we're not making seven figures in profit in the
1: first four months, we've somehow failed. Like, this <laughs> is, isn't, isn't it? <laughs> so i have a I have a thing again, going back to the behavioral finance and what I don't let my clients watch the news and or log into their accounts for the first year. And that's the trouble with being online is that you know you go on to go and do your own marketing and your own bit. And you get sucked into what everyone else is saying and you start reading stuff and you're like, Oh my God, I'm not doing this right. And it it doesn't matter. It's your journey. It's your, it's not, it's not anyone else's go, but but we get sucked into what someone else is saying. I've Um, got to do that too. Stop. And what happens is you just fall apart. Yeah.
0: It's not the way of doing it. Like you want a long-term sustainable business model and you don't get that if you're trying to do these big peaks all the time, like, it's okay to
1: to grow slowly yeah can you imagine going from i don't know 100 to a million in you know a year and then to 10 million you know the the pressure that that would put on yourself yeah, there is pressure. I can tell you there's pressure in
0: that. <laughs> there's pressure because everyone around you then wants to know what your next big goal is. So it doesn't really matter where you get to. There's always going to be someone that's waiting for you to get to the next thing and you can lose yourself in it. And, you know, it took me quite a while to stop and then go, hold on a minute. This what, Whose success train am I on? Because it's not mine.
1: Yeah. And it's, so that's the other thing that we talk to clients about is actually what is success, what because it's not all about money. You know, there are. I always say there are two currencies you pay yourself in, and one is time, and one is money. And actually, time and time with what's important to you is is equally as lucrative,
0: if not more. It's you know? really important. Yeah, I think I'm, so. I'm, I'm definitely changing my narrative on that. The last year or so, it's it's so obvious to me now that people are chasing the money rather than the happiness and they need to be chasing the happiness and money Mm -hmm. might come into that but it's definitely not going to be the be all and end.
1: the money helps some of that happen but you know when you have no money at all then yeah you absolutely have to but there comes a point where it's like actually this is quite stable now you know making all the all the right moves making the money the way i want to do i need to now chase that and make it bigger and more important for for whose benefit you know
0: yeah, strangers on the
1: internet's benefit. That's who. <laughs> <laughs> got right. You must have warned me about strangers on the internet. I don't know about you. So,
0: how do you most help people that come to you? They want to make sure they're doing the right thing with their money. Where do you start?
1: Uh, where do we start with one of the well, with mindset and your personality type? One of the first things we start with: what was money like growing up? And that money story piece, just to understand who and how, how to put the strategies in that you will that you'll stick to that you can do, um, and then looking at the profit first model and tailoring that to, to a business and and working at how that exists for you. But so much of it is just basic financial education. So all the mindset part, behavioral finance. You know, when when the market goes down, this is what you will feel. This is how you will want to behave create that self-awareness about that and try and do the opposite um, and just handhold, you know, so much of what we do is just, no, it's okay. No, don't worry. No, this is what's going to happen. And pre-warning, I've got a um, a graph of the stock market with uh, emojis laid over it as to how you will feel at each point. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's those ones, you know, just before the peak that are like, you know, the, the strong arm and the yes, I'm genius and the, the sun with the shades on and all that, and then and then it goes around the other side and it goes a little bit quiet, and then just before the bottom, the little green pukey faces.
0: That <laughs> <But>, <laughs> is how you're going to feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, last question, view is how much money do you need to have to start investing? Next to nothing.
1: So my stepson on his 18th birthday, because you can buy shares from 18, I made him put 20 pounds a month into a stocks and shares iso. If he keeps doing it until he's 60, it'll be 1.4 million. That's crazy. The power of compounding is phenomenal. But you can start with nothing. So if you're, you know, I talk to a lot of property investors or people that want to buy property, and they're like, oh, I can't get started because I need 20 grand. It's like, no, but you can get started over here and build your 20 grand and then go and do that if that's what your your passion is. But, yeah.
0: So stop putting off investing and thinking that you need to be a millionaire to do it. You can do it with very little money. If you need help doing this, go and um, talk to Jess and me. Where's the best place that people can find you?
1: Bare Naked Money is Instagram and there's a Bare Naked Money community on Facebook. I'm in there talking about all things behavior and money and, and how to start investing
0: amazing definitely go and check that out we'll put the links in the show notes for you as well but thank you for coming on and chatting to us about this and thank you guys for listening it's really important that we open up a bit more about money and start talking about money more because if we don't talk about it then It becomes this taboo thing that none of us know what to do with that money. I didn't know about investing for years until much more recently, and I wish I had because I could have made a bigger difference. So start talking about it. Don't be scared about talking about money online and go and start investing. And I will be back next week with another episode of Making Money Online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making
1: money online.